Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Planet of Junior High Ministry podcast, where we are all about junior high ministry. Let's be real. Junior high seems like a completely different world in of itself. Although the junior high phase of life is different, unique, constantly changing, and very awkward at times, there is still ministry to be done. This is a place where we want to equip youth workers and share practical ideas about junior high ministry for you to take back to the context of your ministry. Thank you for your heart to lead the next generation and for jumping into the planet of junior high ministry. Here is your host, Tucker Music. Hey guys, welcome back to the planet of junior high ministry podcast. Uh, we actually are going to talk through a question that got sent in on November 25th, yeah, the uh, regularity, like I promise, is not going to be there anytime soon, but guess what? We're recording an episode now, so super excited to get back on this, and hopefully this will help. But anyway, the question that was sent in from a good friend of mine named Cambrian, who is up in Knoxville, Tennessee, the question is this, what line do you draw between being open and vulnerable with students from the stage while also still being appropriate? What is that line in a small group setting, and how do you discern from both. So that's an awesome question. And us as communicators, we typically share a lot. We share a lot of personal life. And the question is, where is the line, right? Because honestly, we want to be vulnerable. We want to be real with our students, but we also want to protect ourselves, want to protect different situations that we share from the stage, that we share from a small group setting, whatever it is. So today I have four points, four ideas for different things you can think about that can help discern when you can be vulnerable and when is the li- where is the line, right? Where is the appropriate measurement? So first one, point number one is you have to have relationships that are strong enough to share truth. Let me say that again, mostly because I got tongue tied in the end, but you have to have relationships that are strong enough to share truth. And what I mean by that is You just can't go blatant and blunt into a conversation and just be open with anyone, right? One, that's just weird. But you also catch the other person in the conversation or on the other side of the relationship very off guard. So you have to develop a relationship. You have to develop a connection, a relationship, a friendship, a partnership with that individual that is strong enough for you to be vulnerable, And that relationship needs to be strong, but also needs to be safe. So what I mean by strong, what I mean by safe is strong means what is said in the group or in the setting stays in that conversation, stays in that relationship. Obviously, if they are in, if they are hurting, if they're hurting somebody else or if someone is hurting them, that's a different, uh, that's a different situation that we can actually talk about in a later episode. But If someone comes up to you and is sharing and is vulnerable to you, you need to protect that person by protecting their privacy, by protecting their their person, right? You don't want to go out and gossip. You don't want want to go out and share. There's this person who is sharing this struggle or this vulnerable moment with you. So that's where it needs to be strong. And what what I mean by it needs to be safe is you need to create a relationship that is a safe place, whether that be a one-on-one relationship, a discipling relationship, a life group, 
or a small group relationship, whatever it is, you need to create a place where students, where individuals, where your D group, your life group can come and actually share. So a way that you can create a safe place is to set the standard. Like you show, hey, we can actually talk about real hard things in this group. We can talk about things that we struggle with. We can talk about things that are eating at us. We can talk about this sin that we might be confessing for the long, for the first time. So you as a leader, as the individual, can actually set the standard for that and set the safe place that a small group or life group could be. So that's point number one. You need to create relationships that are strong enough to share truth. You just can't go out and share all your dirty laundry to anyone, just random Joe coming down the street, right? You need to have a relationship because you need to know, and that person needs to know, that we care about each other, that we care about their hearts, that we care about the gospel coming more alive in their hearts, and for sanctification to continue in their life. So, relationships. And honestly, from the stage, that's kind of where you need to watch the line because, you don't have a relationship with everybody. You might have students who come for the first time to your ministry this Wednesday, this Sunday night, this Sunday morning, whatever it is. And you honestly, the vulnerability between being on stage and being in a small group setting is vastly different. And I think the reason why is because in a live group, you can go in more in depth and you can actually explain yourself where from the stage, Sometimes it gets misconstrued and sometimes it gets maybe idolized or glorified unintentionally. So if I let me use this as an example, if I wanted to talk about my struggle with porn that I had in high school, I would typically say in high school, I had this addiction. I had this struggle. I had this sin that was just eating at me that I was letting consume my life. That is typically how I would say it from a large group setting but go into a small group setting, I would be direct and blunt because that's an opportunity where I can actually um, be vulnerable and be clear with my vulnerability. And I don't have a clog that I don't have a, a countdown that's staring me back in the face where I can be clear, I can be slow, and I can, and I can have questions asked me. So <clears throat> relationships, strong enough to share truth. So number two, protection of yourself and whoever is affected by the situation. So if you want to share a situation that's happened between you and an individual uh, in your sermon, I wouldn't just blatantly do it. I would typically ask that person, like, hey, do you mind if I share the conversation I had, had with you earlier this week? I won't include your name, but I just will say, hey, I had lunch with a student and we talked about this. Because honestly, if they come to you and they are sharing with you and they're being vulnerable with you, they are coming to you because you are a safe place. And you go and if you, without their permission, go and share that conversation from a large group or even a small group setting, you've just lost trust from that leader, from that student, or from that individual. And I would say the same thing would be true for you is, hey, be vulnerable, be real, but also say, hey, I'm sharing this in confidence. I'm sharing this knowing that you won't go tell anybody. And obviously, if the situation arises where you can counsel somebody or you can share the gospel because of this situation, please ask permission from me to use this situation. But right now, I'm sharing this confidently with you. And I would, I would say every time you want to share a situation, approach that person like, hey, 
this conversation would speak truth into a lot of people. Do you mind if I share that? And more times than not, they say yes. But again, you got to protect the individual because it's not fair to them for you to share something they confided in you. And also from the large group stage, you got to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself. And what I mean by that is there's just some things people just don't need to know. There's just some things that not every student in your ministry needs to know. Now, are those same things need to be confessed with a brother or sister in Christ? Absolutely. But they don't necessarily need to be shared from the large group stage. There are things that I struggle with that I have to go to a brother in Christ, that I have to go to my wife, and we actually talk through these things. These aren't things that I share from the stage, but these are things that I confess. And honestly, that's a personal thing, but I would I would really, really encourage you guys, if you haven't confessed it to someone yet and you want to be vulnerable and you're on a large group stage, I probably wouldn't share that because I believe it needs to start with confession. And through confession, there can be healing where you can actually share what God is doing in your life. So relationships strong enough to share truth and you got to protect yourself and other people affected by a situation, right? Okay, number three, be real. Students appreciate when we are real. And they can also sniff out when we're being fake, right? We're not good at faking uh, or putting on a facade to a high, a high school or junior high student, whatever it is. But be real. But again, be real in those relationships that are strong enough to share truth and be real where it does protect you and does protect individuals. But be real, be, be real and be, just be honest and be like, hey, I struggle. I'm a broken sinner who desperately needs Jesus. And specifically in this way, and this is how I apply it in my life, right? Be real with your students because Craig Rochelle has an amazing quote. It says, nobody will follow a leader who's always right. They will always follow a leader who is always real. Jesus was very real with his disciples. Jesus was very real with his teachings. We need to be real. We need to be real with the people that we are discipling, and we need to be real with the leaders that we are leading. And sometimes that's just confessing, man, dude, I am struggling right now. If you guys could pray for me, that would be awesome. So be real. And the last one, this would be the thing I would stay away from if you wanted to share, but you weren't really sure. And it's, it's this. If sharing, if being vulnerable will damage a relationship, don't share. Let me say that again. If, if being vulnerable will damage a relationship, don't share it. And how can being vulnerable damage a relationship? It could end up being gossiping about a person. Rumors can start. Lies can spread. Because at the end of the day, if you're being vulnerable about a situation that either involves you or involves another person and you're not really supposed to share, just don't share it. Obviously, be real Again, with your students, be real in those relationships that are safe enough for you to be real. But at the end of the day, if it is damaging to a relationship, whether that's between you and a parent, you and a leader, or you and a student, don't share it. Because at the end of the day, what good is that? What good is it to share a situation that's happened that could be damaging to an individual? I don't think Jesus 
would have done that. And I really don't believe Jesus asked us to do this. He asked us to be real, but he doesn't say, hey, be real to the point where you share someone else's dirty laundry, where you damage an individual's reputation, where you damage a relationship that you have with someone. So, again, if it will damage a relationship, don't share it. Obviously, confess that in a private setting, but don't share it publicly. Don't share it in your life group. Don't share it from the large group. Confess and ask for prayer privately and walk through this with another brother or sister in Christ. But, again, if it will damage a relationship that you have, don't share it in a public setting. Share it in a private setting. You know what? Confront that individual one-on-one. But again, let me go through those four points on when and how to really be vulnerable. And obviously, this is more general truth, and you need to apply it specifically to your situation. But again, here's the four points. You need to have relationships that are strong enough to share truth, to share vulnerability, to share confession. you got to protect yourself or protect whoever is affected by a situation that you're being vulnerable, that you're being open or being honest about. You have to be real because, again, students appreciate that and students want you to be real. And then number four, if it will hurt a relationship, if it will hurt a person, just don't share it. But, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Planet of Junior High Ministry podcast. I hope you were able to take away something. And, guys, again, thank you for being the leaders that you are. I pray and hope that you are real and that you are vulnerable but in the appropriate setting, and that you ask for the Spirit to guide you and for discernment and openness and vulnerability. Because, man, our stories that we share can impact so many other stories that are in the room of our ministry, that are sitting across the coffee table, wherever it is. But there is a time and place for everything. And sometimes that time is a place for you to be vulnerable and to be open. And sometimes it's not. And sometimes We just don't need to say anything. But again, always be real. Always be open. And my last thing, this is point number five. If you wouldn't do it privately, I wouldn't share it publicly. If you wouldn't confess it to another brother or sister in Christ in a one-on-one, across-the-table setting, I wouldn't share it in a public, large group, or small group setting. But again, that was completely off top. That not completely off topic, but that was that was randomly given to me by uh, by Jesus, right? But again, be vulnerable in the appropriate setting at the appropriate time, and continue to minister students well, and to lead your team well, and to minister to the families that God has entrusted to you well through openness, vulnerability, and honesty. Hey guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Planet of Junior High Ministry podcast. We'd love to connect with you. Check out planetofjuniorhighministry.com. Yes, we have a blog and has a lot of different resources, a lot of different blogs where they can help equip you as youth workers. Maybe it's something insightful. Maybe it's something a little bit helpful. Hey, check it out. We'd love to connect with you on social media as well. Check out Planet of Junior High Ministry on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you want to have a place, if you want to have a community, search for the Planet of Junior High Ministry Facebook group. This is where we share ideas, encouragement, and where we come together as other junior high youth workers and collaborate with each other. This is a space for 
If you're a junior high pastor, middle school pastor, eighth grade small group leader, wherever you fall in the realm of junior high ministry, we would love to invite you into this group. Again, check us out at planetofjuniorhighministry.com and Planet of Junior High Ministry on Facebook and Instagram. Again, thank you for listening to another episode of the Planet of Junior High Ministry. We hope this was helpful, insightful, and just maybe something new for you guys to hear. Thank y'all.